0: In business, relationships matter. We all know this, right? If you wanna get a job, who you know matters. You want to build a partnership, who you know matters. But if this is the case, why is there no great software to manage this whole process? Well, there is as of now, it's called Primeflow. Primeflow helps you build a relationship-driven business and even allows you to build a whole agency around your network. With Primeflow, you're able to connect multiple parties like clients and partners. You're able to organize high-quality prospects at scale who could potentially be business partners in the future. And once people do business with each other that you've connected, you can then get your fee through Primeflow. In a world dominated by Excel and old CRMs, Products like PrimeFlow are a godsend. So thank you so much, PrimeFlow, for sponsoring this episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you want to build a relationship-driven business and build an agency around your network, you need PrimeFlow. Go to PrimeFlow.com or just email me, Matt at MattSherman.com or DM me on Twitter if you want to skip the wait list and get access immediately. That's PrimeFlow.com or email me at Matt at MattSherman.com or DM me on Twitter, PrimeFlow.com. Build a relationship-driven business. All right, let's get into the episode. What is going on everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Anne Salmson, who is the co-founder of Athena. Welcome to the show. How's it going?
1: Uh, thanks a lot for having me, Matt. Uh, I'm I'm doing well as anyone can be these days.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm excited to have you on and learn more about Athena. For people that don't know what it is, haven't heard of it, can you kind of share what you're working on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Athena is a corporate e-learning platform, and our first training vertical is anti-harassment
0: training. So... I guess two questions. Who kind of, who do you ideally want to like use this? Who's your, you know, is this for giant companies, startups? And then like, what are they, what's the user experience if they were to use it? I guess I'd love to learn a little bit more about how it works.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, Let let me try to tackle it in in that order. Uh, So our customers put a heavy emphasis on culture. Training can promote real culture change in the workplace and quality training signals that company leadership genuinely cares about preventing harassment. So when we think about who we want to use the product, uh, that's what we're thinking about. And on the platform today, we have companies ranging from 15 uh, 15 full-time team members to 7,000 full-time team members. Uh, So we uh, can support companies of of any size. Uh, In terms of the product... We, uh, I, I, guess I suppose I should actually ask you if you've ever done any anti-harassment training.
0: I have not done any anti-harassment training.
1: Okay, interesting to hear. So this is something that is starting to be mandated across the country. Not everyone has had it come to their workplace yet. Uh, I know that
0: you're, you're talking to someone that the biggest company I've ever worked for was like 10 employees. I've never worked for like a like oh, always startup. So hopefully it gets to a point where it gets comes down to startups. But I've always I've had a very weird career trajectory so far.
1: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense and you're, you're actually spot on. Larger companies have been doing this for a while, decades in, in some cases, and smaller companies are starting to focus on this now, both because everyone has realized that investing in culture and inclusion early is important and because the new regulations, at least in California and New York State, can apply to companies as small as five people. So uh, traditional anti-harassment training is usually an in-person session or a video once a year. The most fundamental difference in Athena's approach is how often we train. We give users shorter, more frequent doses of training. This is what research tells us we need to do for training to be effective. And to make this frequent engagement palatable to users, we need to make sure we have awesome content, which is something you don't traditionally see in anti-harassment training.
0: So this is obviously extremely important to work on, and it's been growing, right? I'm kind of interested though. But before we go into um, kind of more about how it works, um, what you've learned, things like that, would love to just learn about why you wanted to get, why did you start on this? And um, I guess I'd love to hear a little bit about the origin story for Athena.
1: Totally. So our company story actually starts with my co-founder, Roxanne. She'd come from the Army and McKinsey, each of which value training in their own way. And she just couldn't believe how crummy some of the most important corporate training, particularly anti-harassment training, was. I'm a software engineer. So when we started talking about what better solutions might look like, I got really excited about how we could transform this outdated tool with modern technology.
0: So I'm interested, like, I'm actually interested in diving into this realm of like big companies have done this for ages. Now smaller companies are starting to, um, I, as mentioned, I am a true, true early, early, early stage startup person. So I I haven't seen it, but I'm kind of interested from your perspective. What are you seeing in the market? If you, if big companies have been doing this for, for decades um, where do you see it permeating down to startups and what do you think is necessary to get like even, you know, five or 10 person startups, even outside of those states to be mandating this, because it's obviously really important.
1: Yeah, I I think I might answer a slightly different question than you asked. Uh, feel, Feel free to push back on me. So the regulations are a great step towards making sure that all companies at all sizes are thinking about this. And I'm very happy that they're there. With that said, I don't think that regulations are the only or even the most important tool uh, in getting this to be more widely adopted. The most important thing is for leaders to believe that this is important. There are perfunctory check the box solutions for anti-harassment training that if a company's only goal is to meet their regulatory obligations have existed for a long time. Uh, we think that getting this right is n- not only mandating it, but also having a, a cultural shift, which we believe is is in full swing, where leaders want to do the best that they can with tools for inclusion.
0: So I feel like there's like an interesting, um, like, not paradox, but an interesting challenge you'd probably come across. And if I'm wrong, let me know where like the companies that are self-aware that know this is, you know, important, will will be like, let's do it. Let's use Athena. But is it, do you ever find that the companies that need this the most don't realize that they need it because they're so maybe blind to the problem or things like that? I guess, how do you, how do you communicate this to the market to all sorts of companies?
1: Yeah, that's a fantastic and really insightful question. And, The answer is this is not something that we are necessarily communicating with customers through our sales process or our website. This is something that customers are really educating themselves on. So if you look at uh, coverage in the news media, for example, over the past two or three years uh, since the Me Too movement started about the risks of getting this wrong. Even leaders who are not treating inclusion as a personal priority understand that this is something they need to start thinking about and investing in if they want to stay competitive in the modern world. So we really are seeing companies and leaders that have not traditionally focused on this listen to that national conversation and start to reconsider their position.
0: And as you've worked on this, I'd love to hear, you know, there's so many things that you learn when building a company about, you know, market or yourself or product or or team building. I'm curious for you, as you've been building out Athena, what have been some of the learnings that you've come across, um, you know, that you'd be open to sharing?
1: Yeah, sure. So one of the learnings that's been most um, interesting and heartening for me is that most people want to get inclusion right at least in 2020 uh, and again I think in in large part thanks to the national conversation that that we've had on it there is buy-in on the value of having diverse and inclusive workplaces and where most folks start to stumble is how to do it not that they should So we feel really lucky to be part of the suite of solutions for, you know, the the companies that have realized this is really crucial and want to get it right.
0: Definitely. Um, And then I guess one more question on that front is, how I'm always interested to hear like how companies you know get the word out about what they're working on. For you, um, like, are you, um, you do you only know like SEO? Is it word of mouth? I'm kind of interested. Like, how do you get the word out about something so important as Athena, which is something that you, you know everyone should be doing, but may not be on their radar that they may may not know about you specifically. How do you get the word out about Athena?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, and I imagine because you talk to pre-seed and seed stage founders, you get this answer somewhat often. So far, we have really been spread almost exclusively through word of mouth, which we're incredibly proud of. It's amazing to have customer referrals come in from other customers that love what you're doing. And we're, we're just now figuring out how we educate parts of the market that haven't heard of us on their own about us. But to date, it really has been
0: word of mouth. Yeah, that's I do love um, I love that answer. And I get it less often than you'd think. I do get it, for sure. But sometimes people, you know, say ads, sometimes, you know, paid media, any, anything. But like, I think word of mouth is, is you should try to keep that as long as possible. Then maybe when you turn on the, you know, the fuel, you do some ads or whatever. But I, I love word of mouth, because it means you're doing something awesome, right? It means like, it's, it's word of mouth worthy. Um, and, you know, that kind of, obviously, if it's word of mouth worthy, it means it's like, you know, it's a great product, which means you're putting a lot of good effort into it. And I'm kind of interested to know uh, what is that effort look like for you? Or I guess in other words, what's your average day look like within Athena? Are you, you know, shipping code? Are you talking to users, talking to investors? What, what is a day in the life of a co-founder of this company?
1: I hate to give you this answer because it feels like such a cop-out, but really it's the only honest answer I can give.
0: I'm ready for it.
1: <laughs> that th- this has changed. Um, if not week-to-week, month-to-month as, as the company has grown. So when we kicked off, it was absolutely user interviews, shipping code. When we have been fundraising, talking to investors has been a big focus. Today, it's mostly talking to customers, both prospects and folks on the platform, to figure out uh, what they love that we are doing and what they want that we are doing it.
0: That's actually a... Um like a super, a super great answer because it does change all the time. And it depends on the stage of the company. Like, you know, for me with forward thinking city and forward thinking founders, this podcast, like, you know, some days all I'm doing is inviting guests and other days all I'm doing is talking to them. Right. It really, when yeah. you're so early, it just, it just kind of, it always depends um, which is, which is fun in the early days. But if you zoom out, right, if you go like 10,000 feet high, look at the, the big picture, Um, I'm kind of interested to, you know, know what do you see for uh, Athena in five years, in 10 years, or I guess in other words, what's your big vision for Athena and what direction are you rowing in every day?
1: Totally. I'll I'll try to answer that in, in two phases, the sort of mirror vision and then the, yeah, Big picture five to ten year vision. So nearer term we have two goals. One of them is scaling our anti-harassment training product. For example, thinking about how do we support unwired teams in addition to wired teams so that we can uh, work with some of the biggest players and launching another training vertical. We are very proud and excited that our customers are asking for more kinds of training on Athena and we can't wait to deliver that to them. Uh, and that actually segues well into what the five to 10 year vision is. We have been increasingly stoked about the possibility of expanding the kinds of training that the platform offers. And it's actually one of the, one of the most fun parts of, of what we're working on right now is how to sequence that expansion and how to give our customers uh, more, more tools than we're giving them today.
0: And, and to make it happen, right? Uh, you'll, you'll need some help. Like you'll, 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 You always need help when, you, when you're a company, especially early stage. And luckily, you got a whole group of listeners that are listening to this podcast that know the questions coming. So the question is, how can the forward thinking founders, listeners help? Are you looking for more customers? Are you hiring? Are you fundraising? How can we assist?
1: I love that you asked this question. And I know that you asked me to think about it in advance of the podcast. And it was the only one that I just got, I got really stuck on. Uh, and that's because the thing that I most want people to do uh, isn't so much related to Athena, though I would love if we are part of uh, the answer to this question, uh, which is to think about what a greater investment in inclusion in your workplace might look like. I'm thrilled about all of the creative ways that I'm seeing. I think Athena is one of them uh, to reach a sort of more, uh, to, to reach a higher standard for more inclusive teams. And I would love to ask for all listeners help in getting us there.
0: And then for my last question is if someone does want to help, um, how can they, how can they reach out? Do you have a website, social media? Can they email an email address? How can people get in touch?
1: Totally. Um, you can get in touch with us at goathena.com. That's goathena.com. And you can reach us uh, many different ways if you start there.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on with the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks a lot for having me, Matt.
0: the early days how they got their customers we do these every single week with another you know really great founder that has been on the podcast additionally um, we have our pitch battles right so if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of vcs and talk one-on-one with venture capitalists this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually, one, raise uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you are kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, You know the way. The reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents, and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city. Join the city, and you'll see immediately the the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event, and I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.